This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 68. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. In 1975, the late Van McCoy was in New York City to make an album. He composed The Hustle after his music partner watched patrons do a dance known as The Hustle in a local nightclub. If you were around in the 70s, it was an awesome tune at the height of the disco era. And if you Google the word hustle, that's the noun, not the verb, you'll see it means busy movement and activity, as in the hustle and bustle of the big city. While our friends over at Urban Dictionary prefer to describe it as anything you need to do to make money. When applied to real estate success, I'm going to describe it like this. The consistent and persistent use of one's own energy to get off one's butt and connect with your tribe of potential clients by offering valuable information and content. And if you're ready for some valuable information and content, I think you're going to get heaps from this interview. So if you're not in your car, working out, walking the dog or riding your bike, can I suggest you press pause and grab your ideas journal because there's some precious metal heading your way. A couple of months back, I invited my tribe, that would be you guys, to identify your pain points and let me know. I wanted to find out what your biggest challenges are and what's stopping you from reaching your real estate goals. These so-called pain points have been coming in in a steady flow, and so far, more than 100 of you have shared your biggest challenges. And by the way, a big thank you for doing so. I can't run a regular podcast like this without your input and feedback, and I highly value your contributions. And as you might have guessed, the majority of pain comes from a lack of listings. There were also plenty of emails about time management, vendor paid advertising, building team culture and tips for rookie agents so I grouped the most asked questions down to those topics. Then I reached out to Sydney agent Aaron Shiner and set up a time to discuss the questions and record our answers. As well as being my business partner for the last 10 years, Aaron is chief mover and shaker over at Elliot Shiner, his real estate business in Sydney's West. In his spare time, he tours Australia and New Zealand to speak with agents and runs a thriving personal coaching business. And in addition to running our personal marketing system, Best Agents, Aaron and I are also partners with Luke Newton and Ian French at Locked On, the real estate software CRM. So I'm sure you'd agree he's well qualified to speak about hustling and effective time management. And make sure you look out for some killer scripts and ideas Aaron shares in this session. My first question comes from Len Pemberton in NZ. G'day, Len. Uh, Len's question is, hi, Ray. I'm getting great buyer inquiry, but no stock. Sellers are reluctant to come to the market. Any suggestions or ideas? Uh, Len, 
uh, I've got plenty. Um, the first thing I'd be saying to anybody in, in that position, we're up the east coast of Australia right now, um, real shortage of stock, plenty of buyers. So there'd be two things I would say to any agent that's short on stock right now. Pick up the bloody phone and start calling more people um, would be my, my, my biggest uh, one right now. As an observation, where we are, technology all around us, so many different marketing tools, so many different training seminars on, so many different coaches out there. I think we sort of get lost in a sea of information when the most important thing you can do, and I'm not going to swear on your show, Ray, but is freaking make more phone calls. Get Connect on the phone. With people. Get belly to belly. It's driving me mad because we're so busy with gadgets and gizmos, we're not doing the core product, which is connect and speak with people. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? You and I were were having this discussion earlier on before I press record, and uh, we've both had experiences in the last week, and and don't need to mention any names here. These 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 people know who they are, and by the way, they're awesome people, and I, I, I was surprised, but... I call it call reluctance, but just failure to get on the phone and failure to start engaging people, um, it just seems to be uh, an epidemic of this going on at the moment. I know the market's tighter, but you've got to hustle. There is no other way ar- There is no, no other way around it, and there's no other way to explain it. They just need to take action. At the end of the day, we're a numbers game. The market's tight. You've got to turn over more stones than your competitor. That's fine. You get more no's, you're getting closer to a yes. Um, you know, more listing, less listings on the market, that's fine. You've got to you know, increase your output. It's as simple as that. There is no magic bullet. Yes, you can tweak your strategy. Yes, you can refine your system, make it more efficient, make it more effective all those buzzwords that everyone likes to talk about. But ultimately, every day you've got to show up, pull the trigger, connect, have the right dialogue, have the right attitude, have the right energy and make the phone call. We were talking before about, and you gave me an example, and again, no names, we don't need to, but um, but this guy um, that, that you you were speaking with has outsourced a lot of stuff. Can you just run me through, run me through that discussion of, of what happened? Yeah, look, coaching client, um, you know, nice bloke, getting back in the saddle, outsourcing the phone calls. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? I'm sort of supervising it. Well, at some point, you've got to do it. You're the person that's going to be listing the property. Um, the, the most important job we can do as a real estate agent yeah, is list properties, sell properties, and then the, the unforgotten hero here is um, prospect for more properties. Um don't let that be somebody else's responsibility. That's like saying you're now responsible for my financial success or failure in real estate. Nobody's going to care about your success uh, or results around prospecting more than you. That that is the that is the listing agent's job and their responsibility. Yeah. When we get off this phone, Ray, um, I'm going to make probably 30 to 40 um, connections. Um, I've made about 50 yesterday. I made about 50 the day before, and I've already made some this morning. I've got a mile of calls to make. It's it's just one of those games. It's, it's not one of those businesses um, where you can say, right, now that's done for the year. This is like showering or like bathing. Um, you know, the, the old saying is, you know, if you don't do it daily, eventually you're going to stink. Prospecting is exactly like that. You've got to do it daily. And um, if 
once you do pick up the phone and you do start calling, you join what I would call the 5% club. There's actually probably less, but the number of successful agents that are getting in and doing it all have that one thing in common. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you will have heard that almost without exception, I think, all of the top agents that we've spoken to are blocking out time on a daily basis and they're getting in and doing it and making the calls. Now, if you're not doing that, and if you're hiring somebody else to do it, okay, maybe you've got a system and, hey, if it's working, good luck to you. But if you're, if you're going hand to mouth and if you're not getting the results that you want, it's like you're outsourcing your luck. Why True. trust that to somebody else? You're paying somebody else to do what you should be doing. If you've got a fear of doing it, and this is – I'm going to dish out some tough medicine here, Aaron. You can tell me what you think. But if you've got a deep-seated fear of this and you find it really un- unpleasant and it makes you feel uncomfortable um, – I'm going to suggest you get out of real estate because it's really not for you. And why not find something that you love and that you love to do? Because this is clearly not your gig. Now you got to you got to love it. You got to be prepared to to get the no's to to get the yeses. And and above all, Ray, um, I, I made a video recently. I think went a little bit viral. You know, it had about five or six thousand plays, and it pretty much just said, you know, you got to show up. You got to be hungry. I'm going to stick um, that on the show notes. That that yeah, video, I love that video, yeah. and it's uh, it's it, of all the videos that you've done, I think that one has probably had more comments and more shares than than anything else. So let's stick that on the show notes here for this episode. So all you need to do is go to Top Agents Playbook and check out this interview that I'm or this discussion that Aaron and I are having, uh, and you'll be able to see it there. So okay, well enough bashing around that, but seriously, uh, um, this is part uh, as I said in the intro, but. I got over 100 questions from agents, and I think that 75% of them were around getting stock, getting listings, having people to speak to, uh, uh, you know, calls and getting getting scripts for, for calls and stuff. And there's plenty of free resources out there. There's plenty of free resources here on the site. I'll include a link to some so you can check it out. But make sure you get hold of them and, and make sure you start doing it. Well, can I? Can I what, what do you think? Um, there'd be some benefit of going through a couple of uh, strategies on on making those connections and those calls. Let's do it. I can let's do it. Through some dialogue. Yep. Let's do so it. So one of one of the one of the first things I would say is an observation um, to a lot of people listening to this, and you might say, "I'm short on listings," or uh, you know, plenty of buyers, little stock. Um, there's always a reason to prospect um, somebody. Um, you can do a, a prospecting um, door knock or a prospecting phone call. Um, if another agent sells a property, even if you haven't got one sold, you can see that they've sold it. There's a signboard that's gone up. You can get the realestate.com alert that a property's been sold. You can go and door knock um, those people um, that surround, uh, I'll be careful how I say that, but surrounding that listing. Don't door knock the listing, but door knock surrounding that listing. And a very simple door knock might be something like this, Ray. A house has just gone up for sale. Um, it wasn't for sale with your company. Um, the, the listing agent has put the signboard up. The listing agent has done a letterbox drop. You might proceed to say, well, I need to talk to some people, and this is a relative um, hot topic of conversation. You might just go and do a door knock or a phone call, and if you're the vendor, just say, hi, Mr. Vendor Ray, my name's Aaron. You probably noticed a few doors down, um, a property's just come up for sale. Um, realistically, the price that it's just come on for is going to really set a precedence uh, in the in the area. Um, and it's also when it sells, it's going to be the new benchmark for value. 
A lot of people I've been talking to are very interested to find out what the new value of their property is. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, it implies a couple of things. You know, prices are on the up, correct? Prices are moving forwards. They're going up in most parts of the east coast of Australia. Um, most people uh, have an opinion of what they think their house is worth. So most of the time they say, um, no, not needed, thank you, because in their mind they've already got what they think it's worth. But by saying, you know, there's three three steps to it, it's a house down the road that's been listed, um, it's going to set a precedence, which then all of a sudden, you know, changes what they believe they know um, to reality. Yeah, maybe my then house is worth more than I think. Oh, yeah. that's right, yep. Yeah. Then when it sells, it's probably going to set a new benchmark for the area, um, which then changes it. So would you like to know the new price of, of your home, which is obviously different to the price they currently believe it's worth. Yeah, I think that's a great, great dialogue, but a great strategy. And yep. again, you can rinse and repeat that exact same thing when a property sells. A house sells, the, the sold sticker goes on, the just sold flyers go out, then it's another cold call or a doorknob. Hey, just sort of let you know the house down the road from you, sold, was only on the market for, you know, four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, one week, whatever it was, lots of buyer activity, plenty of people missed out on that property, some people want to live close by, that property has set a new benchmark um, for the area, a lot of owners want to know the new value, it's very simple stuff. So where we are today with the resources and tools available to us, there should never be a time where you're just offering a free report. Um, there's so many value adds that you can do because as soon as that house sells, the first thing people want to know is how much did it get? Yep. Oh, well, it was you know, it was on for five fifty. I can see it sold for for five eighty or it got five thirty, whatever it got. Fantastic. And look, you know, the reason is is I know there's a few buyers um, that would absolutely love to be in a home before Christmas and have targeted this area. I know it's a long shot. I love using that word. I know it's a long shot. But had you given it any thought to moving or getting at least an update on the value and finding out the new value? Some people will say yes, some people will say no. Then you can, you know, for the ones that say no, um, it's just a general conversation, then offer them the report. But there's so many things we can do. And if you need training on those scripts and dialogues, go back, listen to that that section of five minutes and, and play it again. I think we call it the precedent and benchmark script. I really like yep. it. So um, yep. that's something, guys, that you can use. You can grab now and you can start using it today. I mean, like Aaron said at the start, it's it's simply numbers. Um, a couple of episodes ago, a great lady from Melbourne, Jessica Chia, she's one of the top agents in the country, top female agents in the country, um, doing amazing numbers. Uh, she's a refugee from Cambodia from from back in the day um, and you know chased out of I think they I think her and her family escaped to to Singapore or to Thailand I think five times and that's it, a that's an amazing story all by itself but she door knocks a hundred doors every day she says it on the interview is it any wonder that she's that she's <laughs> killing it you know so yeah. I, I just love that attitude. And, and listen, it's it's uh, topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 66. Listen to Jessica's uh, interview. She's a terrific, terrific energy, terrific lady. And she had a hair salon for 27 years and she thought, you know what, 
I'm working really hard here. I, I don't want to be on my feet till I'm, I'm in my 60s. And she got into real estate and she's you know, cleaning up. Anyway, great story. Let's get back on track with, with some more of these questions. So around, around listing, Aaron, and prospecting, that was the majority of the, of the questions that I got. Here's one from Nicole. G'day, Nicole. Yep. She's a regular listener to the show. Um, uh, she's, she sent me a terrific message, and thank you, Nicole. Um, I, I really love that, that you uh, get so much value. Her pain points, Aaron, are time management. Now, I've got some specific ideas around time management because it seems to be such a looming and important thing, and, and people get bamboozled because there's so much to do. My simple approach to this is if you feel under stress, sit down for 10 or 15 minutes first thing in the morning and have a brain dump of all the things that you've got to do. Write them down. That'll give give you clarity and, and a lot of focus straight away. Then you simply underline or highlight the things that you need to do and start with one thing. Forget about all the other things. Just do the two or three things on that list. That would be my advice. Now, the things that you need to do, and Aaron, you and I have talked about this, the difference between what's urgent and what's important. Somebody mm-hmm. else, other people create the urgencies and, and they push them on, onto us. They make a lot of the time people make their problems our problems, right? So forget about that. What's important? We've just talked about what's important is prospecting. So don't get sucked into doing all of these other periphery things that that aren't going to get your results when you should be blocking out that 9 to 11 and making your 50 contacts or whatever whatever it is. Focus on the important things or the big rocks, as they say, because at the end of the day, you've at least, you, when you put your head on the pillow at night, you've actually achieved some really important things and you can do it guilt-free. So that's my view on time management. Well, it's interesting that you say it. I think you you hit it absolutely out of the park. Don't confuse urgent with important. And a lot of people spend a lot of time doing urgent things, but urgent doesn't equal important. Um, And and I think as well a great question uh, to ask uh, yourself every day is, is, is a simple one. What's going to get me closer to my goals? Um, what's the most important thing? Not the most urgent, but what's the most important thing I'm going to do here today? What's the thing that's going to lead me to the greatest result today? Just make sure that those things get done. Everything else uh, will find its way, I promise you, it will fall into place. But if, if you lead with the thing that's going to get you closer to where you want to be, then that's lead, lead with your nose. And do those things first, for sure. No, I, t- I totally agree. And and look at your day to day. I think you mentioned you've been doing some some coaching. You've been working with some teams and stuff this morning. It's yep. Uh, yep. it's just gone noon in Sydney um, yep. on uh, on Friday, December two. So after this call with me, which I think you forgot about, you didn't put it in your diary, and I said, "Hey, you got to do this with me." Um, <laughs> Guilty. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to sit down and you, and you'll make these. I like the way you call them connections and not calls too. So um, yeah. you're going to sit down and do that, and that's the simple priority. And if you listen to this, and and you've and if you want to know what your priority is, your priority is prospecting. Okay, yeah. if you've got an offer and you got to you got to go and sign the person up, or you have got to go and sign up a seller who wants to sell, or you got to get, drop off a, a a pre-listing kit or something. Obviously, that's a that's a a blue dollar action or a dollar productive action, as we call it. That's something that that's got to be done, but um, 
you know, one of the big questions we had here as well is my pipeline's always empty. I'm going from I'm going from feast to famine. I have a couple of good months and then I I lose it all because because nothing's happening. That's just discipline to prospecting. So we're back on that we're back on that train again. So yeah, and I was going to say, I was going to say, and that also comes down to the law of reciprocity. So, um, if you're having that good month, bad month, lot of leads, little bit of leads, um, sort of wave, um, I'd look at what type of prospecting you're doing as well. You know, um, when you're prospecting for a purpose, you know, great that you found the lead, but now what you've got to do, you know, as part of the seven steps in real estate, first one being attract, second one being capture, third one being nurture. Well, it's great that you're attracted. Now you've got to capture and then you've got to move people into the third step, which is nurture. So, and what that does when you're really clear around um, your nurture program, because nurturing past clients is completely different to going out and creating and capturing new clients. They're two different um, skill sets and, and two different things. So my point to that is if you want to get that consistency in your business, you've got to be great at capture, at attracting new uh, as step one. You've got to move to step two and get really disciplined around capturing and that's about data retention, putting people in your diary, putting people in your database, putting people's numbers in your phone, which allows you to move to step three, which is the nurturing process on, okay, these people might not be selling today, but they are going to be selling in three months, six months, 12 months time. And what communication am I having with this person? Not to get them listed, but to better enrich their real estate experience and better educate those people so when it comes time to selling, they call you and not your competitors. So look at today's prospecting for attracting, but then also look at tomorrow's nurturing campaign and you get that part down pat, that's where your pipeline is going to give you a steady and consistent flow of hot uh, listings each month. Yeah, okay, agreed. Just back on the time management thing because I want to move off on that. I'm just looking through these questions and there was a heap more on time management. But um, somebody told me something uh, a few years back that that I've really taken to heart and and I think it's very true. Um, Every time you say yes to something, you're actually saying no to something else. So you've got to be very careful what you say yes to, even if it's something that you're asking yourself, do I want to do this? Uh, do I want to, I don't know, some task that that uh, that somebody else could do could be delegated or that you can that you can do in the in the in the midnight to dawn or or whenever it's not prime time or whatever. Um, you can do it after hours, you know. Uh, when it's daylight, you should be prospecting and you should be doing those important things. So just be very careful what, what you say yes to. That that would be my final word on that. Okay. Um, uh, Tracy from Oakville here in uh, here in Ontario, Canada writes, G'day, Tracy. She's a big listener to the show. Um, Ray, lots of talk about team culture and building culture, but what is it really? How do you cultivate it? And she's interested to talk about culture beyond mission statements. Now, Aaron, you run a very successful office. You've got a very successful team. Uh, you know, the, the, the mood in the team cannot be up 100% of the time. That's just the way life goes. But what kind of experience have you had around building culture and leading? And, uh, and, and what can you share with us today? Yeah, okay. Um, and it's interesting that you say it. And I, I'm going to go out on the record and um, and I'm going to say 10 years ago, 
um, even, you know, I'd even go back probably seven years ago, I thought that was the most overrated uh, word uh, in the real estate dictionary. Um, I've got to be honest, I just thought this is malarkey that trainers make up um, to, to sell a course. Um, honestly, I, I didn't believe in it. I didn't buy into it. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a very much a tangible, tactile, nuts and bolts type of person. Um, and, you know, for the, the word culture, that is completely opposite to nuts and bolts, tangible training, because now that is an intangible. How do you measure it? How do you quantify it? How do you see it? How do you touch it? How do you feel it? Um, so off the back of that, one thing that I've learned, and, and you can use the word culture or you can use the word energy. Um, they're one and the same thing. Um, you know, and, and one thing um, I, would, I would talk about around culture and energy is I, I think it, it, it comes from the, having the right people in the team. And I'll give you a case study. Um, we let uh, a salesperson go um, in the office uh, not long ago, not for any other reason than that yet did they have the skill set? Yes. Did they have the drive? Yes. Did they do the activity? Yes. But it wasn't a good fit for the culture. And what I mean by that is you're either building somebody up um, in the team or you're tearing someone down. And the mood, the energy, the atmosphere when that person was there was making the other salespeople less productive. Um, so we made a, a commercial decision to, to free up that person's future um, and let them explore other avenues. Um, so one thing I would say about team culture is, and, and how to grow it, first, first, I would say actually care about your people around you. That's probably number one because that's going to be um, awfully transparent if, you're just, if it's just words. So actually care. Um, one thing that I like to do with my team um, when I'm in the office, um, if I'm not coaching or consulting, one of the first things I'll ask each one of my team individually, what have you got on today? What are you going to achieve today? And what can I help you with today? Um, three questions. What do you got on? What are you going to achieve? And what can I help you with yep. every single day? Yep. Um, before, after I get off the phone call with you, Ray, um, I'm going to go back downstairs um, uh, before I make my connections. And I'm just going to say, are we on track? Do you need help? Um, and then I'll get on to doing my own thing. So checking in with people regularly, actually showing that you care is a big thing. Um, and one thing I really like um, and one thing that we do in the office, we have a bit of fun. So I set up some like bounty sort of reward systems um, in the office. We have um, you know positive reinforcement, if you will. So you do certain things in a week, certain amount of connects, um, you get an award. Um you know, certain amount of listings or sales or certain amount of results, you get an award. And I find it fascinating by introducing these little um, side um, rewards. Um, people do more for the side reward than they actually do for the commission for the money. at the end of every month. Yeah, it's funny. It's, 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 yeah. It's a really bizarre thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a good quote that, that I love, and maybe I won't say it right, but, you know, people will go to work for a wage and they will go to war for, and die for a medal. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the same in real estate. Sometimes we bring out the best in ourselves with a bit of healthy 
um, award and competition um, opposed to the wage. So one, I've always got something going on in my office. You know, so it's a free dinner voucher if you can do this or if you can do that or it's a free night out or it's, you know, whatever it is. I'm always offering something in here as little incentives just to watch what people do to get it. And it, it's, it is fascinating. And I just think, hang on, you just made 20 grand in, in, in wages but you're focused on the $200 dinner, dinner voucher. Yeah. Okay, no sweat. Uh, but it's cool. It's just energy, culture, um, having a little awards. And, and I'm going to say this, Ray, and I know I'm, I'm taking up a lot of airspace here, but, you know, one thing we don't talk about is obviously the success of Locked On. Um, obviously, you and I um, are founders and are business partners in it, and I don't think, you know, um, the culture there is nothing short of exceptional. I can go out on the record and say since we've been there, we have our original employee. We've only ever had one person leave. We've got to be doing something right. Um, And and I think, you know, when you look at the two offices that we run, sales and support, and then um, development, you know what, the head of development, Ian, um, one of our business partners, always goes on the record and says, I make sure that the tech guys have got the latest gadgets and gizmos because they absolutely love to play with those things. There's a lounge there. There's a TV there. They can chill out. It's not a hardcore work environment. Um, you know, they constantly tell us, you know, programming is more about planning and thinking than actually coding. Um, so that environment is right to bring out the best in people. Then you look at the sales and support office right in the middle of King's Cross. Um, and, you know, one of the things there, when it's hot in summer, they go down to the beach for a swim. Um, they they take their work, they, they take their workstation, their laptop with them. They make their calls on the beach. They'll um, go for a swim for a couple of hours when it's super hot and they come back to work. So they're two examples of culture, you know, directly related to real estate. Probably not, but two examples nevertheless of it's, don't just make it a boring environment where people clock in and clock out. Chances are we're going to spend more time shoulder to shoulder with your colleague than you are with your spouse. So, A, get along well with them. B, have some good energy. And C, make it have it a bit of fun. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's You're 100% correct, but uh, it's it's funny on Facebook. I always see these these uh, these wonderful posts and photos of people holding their trophies because they've won an award at uh, at an industry night or, or a night for their brand or, or marketing group or whatever. You never see them holding their check for 25 grand or, or anything like that. It's, it's all about the recognition. So um, just make sure that you do recognise the people and, and – um, um, just say those three things again, Aaron. That that you're going to talk to your team um, about. Just well, those yeah, what have you when got, you check what, in. What have you? Yeah, what have you got on today? Um, what results are you going to produce today? And what can I help you with yeah, today? Love it, love it. Um, yeah. And one thing, one thing I've learned over the years, and uh, I'm still learning because um, I've had some steep learning curves and I've made a lot of mistakes. And and you know, Ray, when I get a bit heated, I'm, I'm probably not the world's best pe- people person. Um, I, I, instant coffee isn't fast enough for me sometimes. Um, so, <laughs> you have your moments. Uh, I do. I, they're called my hangry moments if I haven't eaten lunch and uh, I get a bit emotional. Um, my point is, one thing I, I, I try and do, and maybe I'm not perfect, at it, but one thing I've noticed, just stopping for a second, if someone's put a sale on the board, um, I can just say to that person, whoever it is, look, I think you've just done a great job um, and I just want to say congratulations and that I'm really proud that you you did that. Um, yeah, recognition. Just stopping for 10 seconds, 20 seconds and, and, and just 
um, giving somebody a pat on the back. Um, if I hear one of my cadets making prospecting calls and he does it excellent, I'll stop. I'll say, Matt, that was an outstanding prospecting call. Congratulations and well done. Yep. Um, I, I really like your tone. I like your energy. I like your script. Um, and this is the reason why. And then sort of isolate what I liked about it. And the positive reinforcement will make them go and do more of the thing I like. Yeah. Um, you catch them doing. You catch them doing something people, right. Yeah, yeah. And just don't assume that because they did something right, they know that you're proud of them. Tell them. Yeah. You've got to tell them. Yeah. See, most officers, those three things that that you said, uh, you know, what do you got on, what results, and and how can I help? Most real estate bosses, in my experience, just ask the middle one. What results are you going to produce today and, and stare them down? You sandwich it nicely uh, and I think that that's everybody should be taking a leaf out of your book. And if you're managing a team, and I think it's a great answer, Tracy, on the to finish up on your question, but as you, you're in a new office now uh, here in Oakville and as you're growing your team and building it, that's uh, I think that's the best advice that, that you could probably get. Um, let, we, we're running out of time, Aaron. I do need to let you go. I want to finish with one yep. last uh, – this this last question made up the majority of, of the balance. Um, I, look, I really think we've covered a lot off on listing guys and and everything that goes, goes with that, so I hope you got some value out of that. Uh, I'm sure you will, and you, I'm sure you've got plenty of ideas and things that you can action straight away. Um, Ed Baker from Don Har in Auckland in New Zealand. G'day, Ed. Uh, Ed's a terrific guy. Ed's got to work hard because he's got – I think five or six kids, uh, and he's a very, very busy guy. But um, anyway, a big shout-out to Ed. He's a big listener of the show. Ed's question is, hi, Ray, topics that would be of interest to me are vendor-paid advertising, some good scripts on how to demonstrate the value for seller for the seller of investing in advertising with their agent. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, um, and I can definitely cover off. And um, so let's go through uh, a handful of, of scripts now. Um, I guess, but one thing I would say about um, about this vendor paid advertising thing, and that is, you've got to believe uh, in it. That's probably the first thing. Uh, you you can have every fancy script under the sun, but if you don't believe in it, um, you're not going to to convey that um, to to an owner. So it doesn't matter what you say if your energy is not there. And your belief's not there, um, it, it's not going to, to transpire. Um, so, you know, one of the scripts that I always like to use if I'm recommending auction and a campaign or whatever it may be, I'm going to look the person dead in the eyes and I'm going to say, look, Ray, whatever your name is, um, Ed, what I'm recommending to you is what I would recommend if this was, if I was talking to my mum and my mum was selling. Uh, this property. So I'm only recommending to you what I would what I would tell my mum or what I would do for myself. Um, that so I'm not asking you for any more. And what I'm what I'm really looking at is um, this isn't a cost. This isn't a, um, a fee. This is an investment. Um, you know the plan with this is to invest so we get a greater yield. Um, we create more inquiry. And as we know, it might only mean it only take one extra buyer to get us an extra $20,000 in sale price. So we need to make sure we explore um, every avenue and we leave no money on the table. Yeah, okay. I like that. In North America, by the way, and we've got a lot of listeners uh, outside of Australia and New Zealand, um, vendor paid advertising or VPA as we call it 
is not the norm. Uh, what is the norm is that the agents pay for marketing themselves. However, if you're in a situation and, and they don't recover from the seller, they, they rely on selling the property and getting a fee for service to, to cover their costs. So consequently, the marketing is nowhere near as glamorous. Uh, and I can, mm. I can say that for a fact. Um, however, if you are in an area where you do need to uh, where you where you do need to market uh, vendor paid advertising and and you need a contribution for your seller, I like to say this, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, uh, there are two there are two uh, investments or, or two two costs I guess for you here. One is one is my fee for service, and I don't call it a commission, Aaron. I call it a fee for service. Commission to somebody outside the industry implies that we're getting something for nothing. So I like to use the words fee for service. Um, right. So. So what I say is that um, number one is fee for service, and uh, if I'm not successful, I simply get I, I don't get paid. I work for nothing. Okay, if I can't sell your property for you, I get zero. That's how that's that's the system. That's the way that it works, and that's going to be my offer to you. The second the second amount is more like an investment, and that is going to help me attract more buyer inquiry to your property. It's going to help your internet exposure look better, your magazines, uh, your signboards, uh, the whole experience around marketing. And, you know, with the with the optimum goal, I guess, of attracting multiple buyers and having a bidding duel, because that can often happen too. So um, the more you can, the more you can um, uh, help your seller promote the fact that they're going to be attracting more buyers to the property, uh, the better. So there's just a couple of tools and things that you can use. Anything else to add to that, Aaron? Yeah, look, I'd just like to add one last one, which is just a simple one. Um, if, if there's a bit of resistance um, and there's not the same level of buy-in from the seller as you'd like, it's just a very simple question. Look, Mr. Mr. Seller, I guess I just want to find out today, um, would you like me to present a marketing plan that's going to help you sell for the greatest possible price? Or do you want me to present a marketing plan that's going to help me win the business? Because they are two different marketing plans that are going to lead to two completely different results. Yep, great point and and a great thing to say. I'm going to let you go. One final question. Uh, and and this made up the the uh, the the other questions I guess out of the out of the more than a hundred that I got. Um, give us I've just started in real estate, Aaron. Give us three things that I should be focusing on. Yeah, three things to focus on in real estate. Um, first one would be what's your point of difference? How are you different to every other agent? Um, the way that I look at it as new agents, it's like you're swimming upstream, um, and out of a hundred that start to swim upstream, only sort of you know five make it over uh, over the lump or well, 10 make it. So um, I see plenty of good agents come into the industry, plenty of nice people, and then they leave. So um, my, my point to why I'm saying that is, number one, what is your point of difference? How are you different? Then the, the, the next one is going to encapsulate three things. First, you've got to do more marketing than anybody else. Second, you've got to do more prospecting than anybody else. And third thing I'm going to say in that triangle um, of communication is you're going to have to network yourself better than anybody else. So what do I mean by that? Marketing is one to many, letterbox drop, social media, great. Prospecting is the door knocks, the phone calls, great. Networking is the connections you're making outside of work that people know you're a real estate and they're going to bring you work. So they're my three, my, that's my, my triangle of success in real estate when you're just starting out. What's your point of difference? 
identify it. Then go to the market, prospect it, market it, and network it. That would be my three things. Okay, cool. And I should just mention that uh, when you say marketing, it doesn't mean you don't mean spending more money than your competitors because when you're starting out in real estate, obviously you can't. There are plenty of ways that you can market yourself very effectively and it can be done on a shoestring. So um, yep. uh, that's that's all out there, perhaps a discussion for another day. Mate, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I know you're busy. Just want to thank you for your time. On behalf of, uh, of our listenership, um, there are thousands of downloads of, of, uh, of the podcast podcast uh, every time it, it comes out uh, the numbers get better and better all the time so uh, and by the way if, uh, if you like the post if you like the podcast please go to iTunes and subscribe and maybe make a little comment let me know and I'll send you a treat Aaron thank you mate uh, have a wonderful day I look forward to catching up with you shortly it was my pleasure thank you The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.